Welcome to Racket Roundown, a podcast where we break down everything Georgia tennis related. I'm your host, Tio, and let's get it started. Ready, play. Welcome to the highly anticipated podcast with Ethan Quinn. Ethan just turned pro and is joining us today to talk about his reasoning and his thought process for making this decision. Ethan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I always enjoy coming on. Um, I'm on the road right now traveling to my next training site. Um, so just kind of part of that pro life now, just being on the road constantly. But I'm glad I get to join you on my first podcast since winning the championship. Um, just kind of sticking with the dogs. It's kind of nice. Yeah, it's a pleasure for me to have you on and especially to, to be the first one to discuss your uh, announcement to go pro, obviously. So uh, you've had great success this past uh, few weeks in the pro tournaments and you obviously announced that uh, you're going pro. How does it feel to join uh, big names such as John Isner, Jan Zielinski and uh, Mike Performs who had had great success on the pro tour? Um, it's pretty incredible uh, getting to be on tour with a bunch of legendary dogs is very special. Um, I've had a lot of contact with John since, even since before winning the title. Um, just that week, I was in Orlando playing NCAAs. Uh, he was reaching out to me a lot, and we had a lot of conversations. And then once I won the title, me and him had a lot of good discussions, kind of just talking about his agents and the actual professional professional world that I needed to kind of start getting into. Um, so now kind of getting to join him on tour will be pretty nice. I've gotten a few opportunities to meet him before, um, like at U.S. Open last year, but now I'll get to possibly get to, get to compete against him, which is uh, something I've always wanted to do. Yeah, and it's great that you have a mentor uh, on the Pro Tour and someone to show you the ways, I guess, right? Absolutely. I mean, I've had a lot of mentors growing up, um, and then even right now it's, I am really close with Tommy Paul. Uh, my coach is coaching him as well, so he he I was on FaceTime with him this week a few times, um, just getting to work with, talk with him through things, and obviously getting to talk through John with things is pretty amazing. And then I was also added into that alumni group chat um, with all the dogs, uh, alumni dogs that play on the UGA tennis team. Um, so kind of getting to join that and getting to be part of all those be a part of that group they they're just so many more mentors that i've been added to i'm not sure how you pulled that off everyone there played for four years or five years for many and then you play one year and then you're added to the group chat that's pretty impressive yeah i know, I know a few of the other guys are a little bit a little bit annoyed maybe not annoyed but a little just uh jealous they they made some jokes about it um but i mean in the end i was really i was really happy i got to join it when i was going deciding to go pro that was one of the hardest, hardest things. I, I knew I was probably not going to be added to that group chat. <laughs> and I really, I really wanted to be a part of it. And so I was a little emotional that I wasn't going to get to join that group until I graduated eventually. Uh, but then Manny, when I was driving to, dr driving to Florida, he had added me. And I called him immediately, and I was just so thankful uh, of, him getting, of him adding me to that group chat and getting to join such a special group. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Um... Where are you going right now, and uh, what have you been doing since the last tournament that you played in Tulsa? I'm currently going to Orlando, Florida, back to where I won the title. Um, going there for just a day, uh, just a training session uh, before going to Bloomfield, uh, Michigan, for a tournament uh, challenger. Uh, I've recently been in Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton area, working with uh, Tommy Paul's strength and conditioning coach, Franco. Um, I believe that I'm probably going to base out of out of this area. Um, a lot of great 
great competitors here on the pro pro side, but also a lot of uh, a lot of necessities, such as a strength and conditioning coach and physio here in Boca, that'll be able to help me get to my next level. Mm-hmm. So uh, every athlete obviously dreams of going pro, and when we are kids, our dream is always to be like top hundred or top ten, depends of uh, everyone. But uh, would you have ever thought that you'd be able to turn pro at like 20 years old? No, honestly, I, I I had a very unusual unusual path to where I've where I'm at now. Um, I don't regret anything any of the pathways that I took, but now looking at it, it's kind of crazy that. I'm now officially a tennis pro, and when me and my coach Brad Stein were talking about it, um, that I had told him about what agent I'm possibly going to sign with, that was the the moment when he was just like, "Wow, like you're you're officially a tennis pro," and we both of us kind of got a little bit emotional because it's just like that's what we've been working for uh, for so long. I mean, all those years, probably since I was 10 years old, working with Brad, and it's now becoming a reality. So it's pretty pretty amazing. And it's really significant, honestly. So now getting to enjoy what I wanted to do my entire life is it's so surreal. No, it's awesome. But looking back at that uh, freshman year where you redshirted, obviously you said you had no regrets. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure you didn't envision to have the year that you have had during this past season and be able to turn pro. Am I wrong? Or yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. I mean, when I went into college, I wasn't expect I wasn't even thinking I was good enough to play in the lineup. Um, that's why I decided to redshirt and now looking back it's just like I definitely could have played Uh, I think it was more of just a self-confidence thing Uh, once I was able to develop that self-confidence which honestly early on in this spring season took a beating Uh, my ego definitely was thrown to the curb and I was getting butchered by every single number one in the country every single number one for most teams that we were playing Um, but once I was able to kind of build up that confidence then I was able to create this new create a new season for myself going into the SEC season and then I was able to take off from there yeah and I don't think it's only confidence I think the talk uh, that a lot of people might know that you had with Manny and Jamie in the Chicago lobby well uh, it was the four of us down there I think that helped a lot and that's where everything turned around and then you won like what 24 matches in a row or something like that Uh, I don't think it was. I don't think it was 24 then, because I lost to I lost to Jomo. Oh yeah. So it was like I won like six in a row, and then I lost, and then I won 24 in a row. But I think that was a big moment, and I think them talking to you was a huge part of this turnaround. Absolutely, absolutely was. It was a. I mean, there was actually two talks that I had. I mean, I talked with Manny and Jamie that night in the lobby with them, and then again, me and Trent and Felipe actually had a very good conversation. I mean. I was I was down in the dumps. I was letting my team down, and so a little depressed in indoors. I mean, it's hard to it was, it was never really left the hotel. I know a lot of the guys on our team. They all would all go to the Bean and whatnot and go view the city. But for me, it was just like I'd play tennis and then sit in my room and just kind of hibernate in there, just because I was afraid of the world and just letting everyone down. Yeah, but that shows that great coaches around you and great teammates can obviously lead to great successes. Absolutely. Another question our listeners might have is, at what point in the season have you ever, have you considered uh, really the possibility of going pro? Um, honestly, I didn't I didn't consider it at all um, until maybe deep in the NCAA tournament. Once I won that first round, it definitely gave me the reality that all right, I'm playing very good tennis, and I'm kind of I've got my second life now after saving a match point. Um, so let's let's do as best as I can and put myself in this position where I have to decide of going pro or 
going back to UGA and getting to play for another season or so. Um, so I didn't really think about it. I didn't want to put that pressure on it. I know my coaches, Coach and I from home, Brad, we, we discussed it, not putting too much pressure on each match. But then also Manny and Jamie, they really told me it's just like, it's all right, it's a whole new season now that you're just playing for yourself. You did super well playing for yourself in the fall, so just continue with that mentality of taking one match at a time. And once I was able to do that and finish each match like it was a new, a whole different tournament, then I just was able to excel. I saw some tweets saying that uh, a few points can change everything. So obviously you could have maybe lost that match against Luke Famba where you were down match points and in the final where you were down quadruple match points uh, on his serve. Uh, what do you think you would have done if you wouldn't have won this tournament? I would have still probably gone on the same pathway of what I've done so far this summer. The only difference is I wouldn't have had quite as much attention around myself or even on both the tournament scale of people wanting me to come play for at their tournaments, but also agents and companies wanting me to represent them. Um, I was talking to one of the guys here I've been training with, Alex Rybakov, And I told him, I was just like, you know, if I lose that first match against your boy from TCU, like my life is entirely different than where it is right now. Um, so I think kind of, kind of having that mentality of just like anything can happen at any given situation uh, has really opened my eyes to just be very thankful of what and very grateful of what I of the opportunities I've been given so far this summer. For sure, for sure. And once the thought of becoming pro came to your mind, uh, what are some people? in your life that uh, really gave you advice and were there for you uh, in order to help you in this decision-making process? Um, a lot of them were just my close friends, the people who were there uh, since probably even before high school. Um, they, they really they talked to me. Actually, one of my friends, he had called me right before I jumped on this podcast, and me and him kind of have this little, this little deal where anytime anything great happens in our life, we tell each other. Um, and... We just kind of keep this little secret between the both of us. His name's Vince. And uh, by, he was probably one of the first people I told that I was going to be going pro. And then, obviously, my doubles partner from throughout juniors, Nico Godzik, I told him, and he was very happy for me. And he, he helped connect me with his dad to be able to talk through things, which I was very thankful that Tony was able to kind of mentor me through a few of the, the business things that are kind of coming into my life now that I'm a pro. Um And so those were those were two main people, but then obviously just my family and friends from home. That week after NCAA's, I went back home to Fresno, and we had a welcome, kind of a welcome home celebratory party. And there was 180 people there that I had just grown up with at this tennis club, and they were all there just celebrating me and giving me so much advice to, on my next my new career. That's so awesome, man. I know you're good friends with uh, Ben, um, and obviously he's had a successful transition to the Pro Tour. Did his uh, journey inspire you in any way? I mean, absolutely. Uh, if you look at a lot of the results I've had within the last two years now, um, the person who won it the year before was Ben. Um, if you look at Kalamazoo winning doubles, Ben won it before me. He's finally in singles the next year. Ben, or... Uh, Filing in singles, Ben did it at the same time. Uh, winning around at U.S. Open Qualies, winning Champaign, Illinois 25K, winning All-Americans, winning NCAAs, uh, being an SEC champion. There's just there's so the list is is very long of the things and the accomplishments that Ben had, and then I've kind of followed in that similar foot in that similar path. 
I'm hoping, obviously, that maybe my entire career isn't the exact same, but and I'm able to kind of win some other rounds and some other tournaments that maybe he hasn't won yet. Um, but definitely an inspiration seeing that such a young guy who redshirted as well can have such a successful career so early. That That's true, and it's great to have someone to look forward to, and I think you can surpass him, and I wish that you will surpass him. <laughs> that's, the, that's the goal. So going into college, obviously you had goals uh, like winning SEC tournament, winning NCAA's. Uh, have you had time to set any professional goals yet? Um, kind of going into this year, I, I wrote in my notebook. I'm sure you've seen it, uh, or at least seen it mentioned. Um, in my notebook, I had kind of written a list of goals, not only college goals, professional goals, life goals, whatever. Um, and within those, I know I'd written down being top 200 ATP by the end of the year. Um, so I kind of have my eyes on, on that goal right now. I'm at about, I think I'm at 470 ATP right now. Um, so I've got a good, some good work ahead of me. Um, but just writing that down is kind of giving me a goal and in my vision to be locked on on that. And what steps are you taking to the next level? Like, how are you going to duplicate your college success to the pro tour? Is there Are there any differences or do you just play your game and go out there and just compete? What what is your mindset? I think the first most important thing is just getting my body to the professional level. Um, obviously, college and pro is a lot different. I mean, college matches tend to be a lot shorter. There's no ads, there's no lets, so there isn't quite as many reps. Um, pro matches, three out of five sets for the big ones. Um, so I think just getting myself physically ready. Uh, that's what this week here in Fort Lauderdale and Boca, that's what it was meant to be, it was just getting me prepared. Uh, just as like a starting block uh, for getting ready for U.S. Open. Um, but I think that's the, the most important thing is just getting myself stronger, keeping my body healthy. I know I've had a little bit of knee, knee trouble um, throughout the season and even last year. So just kind of maintaining my body parts that are bothering me just a little bit, um, staying in touch with even Kaylee, who, who's still – I when I went back to Athens uh, last week, She, she was able to help me out with a few things. So just staying in contact with all the people who have helped me stay healthy. Um, that'll be the most important part. And then obviously helping myself off the court, just getting myself in a financially good position um, so that I can afford obviously having all these coaches travel with me and have all this extra insight um, and keeping my body fresh, like having physios there at tournaments with me. Um, those are, I think are the two main points that will help me carry over and, be able to replicate my college college successes for sure i mean the body part is huge and actually uh going off of that how are you preparing for a three out of five set match and what is something that you are doing different in order to be ready for that um i don't want to give away my secrets to, secrets yet uh franco he's done a phenomenal job just this week he, he had me on the floor after some conditioning sessions which i i was very uh, embarrassing, maybe not embarrassing, but he, he definitely took advantage of my lack of conditioning within the last two weeks. Um, so I think that's probably the main thing that we're going to start with, just making sure I, I can at least have the endurance to go three out of five sets. Um, and then from there, we'll work on being stronger and more powerful. And how are you going to manage, uh, obviously you're going to play lots of tournaments, how are you going to manage the balance between obviously practicing hard, going hard at the gym, but then also uh, being fresh when you play those tournaments? Um, I think it's all about match count. As long as I'm watching how many matches I'm playing, uh, obviously I'm playing a little bit higher level tournaments now, 
Um, so I'm wanting to watch the amount of matches I'm playing, making sure I'm getting enough enough time playing these matches against high-level opponents. That way I'm prepared for the level of the Open. Um, but also, by watching the match count, it will give me the opportunity where, say, I do well for two weeks, I get a lot of matches in. It gives me the luxury of kind of not playing a third week, getting to go back to Boca, do an extra training block week, um, and then kind of start fresh from there, not having to play weekend for probably three weeks in a row. Um, just playing those three weeks, it's really tough uh, on the body and even on the mind. Um, so as long as I'm watching my match count, making sure I'm doing well, keeping that confidence high, then from there I'm able to stay fresh off the court and fresh when I'm going into a tournament. And you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that uh, you are planning on graduating. Uh, are you currently enrolled in classes or are you going to Uh, still enroll in online classes in the fall and in the spring and actually plan to graduate? Yeah, so I'm currently taking six classes um, right now. I'm Or not six classes, sorry. I'm taking six units, so two classes. I'm going to add a third one most likely here coming up soon in July. Um, and then next fall, I'm planning on taking 12 units. Next spring, taking another 12 units. And then next summer, plan on taking another nine units. And that should get me to the point where I've got just about one semester left. Um, and then I think they'll all be in-person classes. So whenever my career is over or if I unfortunately have some sort of injury that lasts too long, then I can come back to school and get my degree there. That sounds like an awesome plan. And it also sounds like you're prepared both mentally and physically to set yourself up for success. And I got to ask you, um, going on to the pro, pro Tour, who are you most looking forward to playing That's a tough question. I might have to. I might have to get back to you on that. I can't think of any. Maybe uh, no. I, I can't even think of one particular player. Maybe Ben. All right. Maybe uh, to play Ben would be nice. I played him in Champagne Challenger. You already played him. Let me rephrase that. Who do you want first round US Open? Gosh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I want. I want definitely a winner. Definitely someone that I have a lot more confidence of beating and then some some legend players such as Andy Murray in like the second round. I think playing Andy would be pretty cool. <laughs> What is the place you're most excited to visit on the tour? Probably Australia. Um, I want to go to, going to Melbourne would be really cool. I remember when I, two years ago, I had written down, wrote, written down on, a, on a notebook. I was like, all right, I'd only played three slams. My goal is to be able to play all four slams. And I kind of did that with the intention of, all right, I know I have to make it pro in order to play in in Melbourne. Um, so I think that'd be the one that's on my list. The most. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, Ethan, as I said before, uh, uh, I hope you save me tickets for the US Open and I'm excited to see you there. Um, and obviously, you know that the Bulldog Nation will be there supporting you. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much again. Thank you. I appreciate your time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Ethan Quinn for joining us today. We look forward to his career on the Pro Tour and his US Open main draw debut this August. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Racket Roundown. And as always, go dogs! <laughs>